Now, more than six years after the UK voted to leave the EU and after four years of torturous wrangling over how to avoid a hard border on the island of Ireland, this past week brought us the Windsor Framework, a new agreement to facilitate the free flow of trade between Northern Ireland and Great Britain without placing a border on the island of Ireland. Attention now turns to the DUP, which is taking its time to decide whether or not there's enough in this deal to allow the party to return to power sharing in Northern Ireland. If they do, it will be with Sinn Féin's Michelle O'Neill as First Minister. Earlier, I spoke with Michelle O'Neill and asked her how much more time the DUP should be given to make a decision. The one thing to say is that the negotiations are over and that the deal is now done. So it's now time to get down to business and deliver for people without any more delay and get Stormont up and running again. I mean, I think it's very reasonable that everyone needs time to study the depth of the detail um, because, you know, it's it's just over a week or just under a week now from it's been published. But I do think it's not um, practical that that can be an endless period of time. I think that we need to get to the point where, you know, the pondering ends and that the executive is restored. So I, I would contend that both things could be done at the one time. We could have a restored executive and we could be still working our way through with officials through some of the, the fine details. But some people are suggesting that it could even be after the, the elections in May before the DUP makes a decision. Uh, what, what's your view of, of that type of timing? I don't think that's good enough. I don't think it's acceptable. I think that, you know, we've had an election last year in May, a very historic election. The DUP have refused to honour the outcome of that election. I mean, if you look at it from their point of view, they made it clear that they removed themselves from the executive at Stormont in order to influence the negotiations between the EU and the British government. That negotiation is now complete and it's over, the deal's done. So now it's time for them to get back into the executive and actually you know, make politics work because the alternative to that is actually leaving us um, out there and you know, vulnerable to the policy decisions that are being taken currently by the Tories in London. If the DUP rejects this deal, then can you see a way back for power sharing? Well, I think I, I don't want to countenance that. Um, I want to encourage them to get back around the executive table. I think that, you know, the reality is, as I said, the deal's done. It's time to move forward. And I think it would be, quite frankly, it'd be outrageous because what's rightly, what's just about to come upon us is the anniversary of the Good Friday Agreement, mm. 25 years of the peace process. And we have a huge opportunity now in which to you know, develop our economy, to create jobs. This needs to be a period where yes. we use this as a catalyst but, for investment. But, but we're, we're in this position now because the, the DUP used its power to veto the re-establishment of, uh, of power sharing. Um, Sinn Féin has used its power to, the, the veto power in, in, in the past. Uh, yesterday we saw the Alliance Party leader, Naomi Long, call for a change in the rules to stop one party from bringing down the Assembly. W- would you support a rule change like that? Well, we've always said that we're open to the conversation around reform and we believe that there's a way in which to do that within the Assembly itself. But of course, we need to get an Assembly up and running. But is that on something, the is that something you, you would want, Michelle O'Neill? I mean, you say you're open to the conversation. Would you support, would you like to see a rule change to stop one party, including your own party, from bringing down the Assembly, bringing down the executive in the future? I'd say two things on that. If you look at the common denominator each time there's been a collapse in the institutions, it's because the DUP were off in London saddling up to the Tories. But the, the second point I would make in terms of the reform agenda is that we we are absolutely open to the issue of reform, but we have a particular set of arrangements here because we have a peace process, because we have the Good Friday Agreement, 
But um, the Alliance Party and others know that we're very much up for that conversation. But we've just fought an election back in May on the rules as they currently stand. What I want to do is get in around the table, get the executive up and running, get the assembly sitting. And then, yes, absolutely, let's have conversations okay. around how we can look at making things work better. Can I ask you about the Stormont break? That's the part of the Windsor framework which uh, allows politicians to block future EU laws in Northern Ireland if 30 MLAs sign a petition to do that. Are you clear at this point whether that will have to include MLAs from the two different traditions in Northern Ireland? And is that something Sinn Féin will be insisting on? So I think that um, what we have to be very careful on, and I have some concerns around this Stormont break and what it looks like, and I think until whilst we've seen the, the text of an agreement, you see, until we see the legislative change, then I think it's hard to understand exactly how it will work. But it's clear that it is a mechanism of last resort. Um, it's clear that it appears to be a veto for the British government in terms of EU law. And it's clear that they're saying that it's going to be 30 MLAs. But actually, as to how that will operate, there seems to be some... Uh, some somewhat of a grey area. So we will have meetings again tomorrow with officials to try to work our way through this. But in the absence of having the legal text, it is pretty difficult actually just to see mm. how it's going to work in, in but, purpose. But should that include M- MLAs from from the two traditions? In other words, to stop one side, perhaps to stop nationalists or unionists from, from uh, blocking EU laws? Yeah, I mean, I think that's all very reasonable. I mean, we, what we don't want to see here is that in order to solve square the circle and to have achieved this agreement we don't want to see that um that they've created a new problem but yes absolutely i think it shouldn't be there shouldn't be an ability for anybody to be able to 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 you know because of political reasons to, to block this mechanism is something that apparently is something only to be used whenever there is something that is significant impact as opposed to anything that's perhaps trivial by nature all right, before I let you go, uh, you and your party colleagues have been paying tribute this weekend to Rita O'Hare, who died on Friday night. Now, she was a highly influential figure in Sinn Féin. She played an important role in the peace process. She was also a former uh, member of the IRA who went on the run after being charged with attempted murder uh, of a British soldier in 1971. Now, you've said in the past that you will be a first minister for all. Uh, how are you reaching out today? to the people who would remember Rita O'Hare differently to how you would remember her? Well, the first people that I'm thinking about today is Rita's family. Um, she has just passed in the last 24 hours and her family are grieving and come to terms with her loss. And I think that's where all of my attention is today. I mean, Rita O'Hare has been, I mean, and just to say, you know, I am so saddened by her death. This is a woman who has been formidable. This is a woman who has been so influential in terms of the peace process. This is a woman who has been an integral part of our leadership for so many important stages throughout the last 30, 40 years. And I just, um, today, my thoughts are firmly, firmly with Rita's family. And of course, there's another conversation around reconciliation and building a better future and trying to heal wounds of the past. But for today, I would like to focus on Rita's family. That was the Sinn Féin Vice President and First Minister-designate of Northern Ireland, Michelle O'Neill, speaking to me earlier. After the break, the problems with holding a COVID inquiry.